0: Folico Live. I am Travis Nixon, a career data scientist, joined by Tyler Tucci, a former hedge fund PM and currently the head of research for Cinerai. We are here to bring you a great episode today. We are powered by an AI platform called Folico. We read millions of articles around the world every day. We extract all the intelligence using the latest AI NLP techniques, and we use this intelligence to draw connections make assumptions, and understand companies, their stock prices, and their earnings, and we're bringing you all this, this insight every morning. Today, we're taking a deep dive into banks. If you saw our episode yesterday, you'll notice that a lot of banks that are releasing earnings this week had some incredible barrier signals, and we're talking about JP Morgan, we're talking about PNC, PGR, BLK. A lot of these companies are tickers that I certainly want to buy, wouldn't want to buy them right now. And we're going to take a deep dive to see if there's some great shorting opportunities here. So stay tuned. We've got an awesome episode coming for you. And because we're going deep with earnings again, we get to show our awesome intro once again. Tyler, what do you think? Is a great way to wake up. All right. I'm going to share my screen to get right into the numbers, y'all. JPM. So this is our earnings predictions coming out of our AI models. Again, we're combining a whole bunch of those insights gathered from millions of news articles to bring this in. This is the mean estimate from the street. Um, this is from Zach's data. Uh, and then we see here the difference that we have from that earnings consensus. And I'm sorting from smallest The biggest here. So you can see where we're differing the most from consensus is here on JPM. $1.85 short on the earnings estimate. That's a really big call for us. BK, we're uh, predicting a uh, net loss rather than a profitable quarter uh, leading to a a really big miss. Now, generally, our models are really good at pointing out where there's going to be a delta from uh, street consensus. We've had some fantastic wins from this. Those of you that were tuned in for our Rite Aid prediction, those of you that were tuned in for our Micron prediction, we saw some fantastic upside from those, uh, those trades. One of them a short, one of them a long. Um, now we're looking at what this means for the banking sector. Now, one of the cool things that we have here at Folico is we are able to use our AI to come in and make predictions on this earnings. And so this has been actually of all the things that we can do with the data that we produce. This has been one of the most powerful things that we do. Uh, Some great opportunities coming out of this. But the other thing that we do is we produce predictions for companies on a, a multiple week basis. So if we come here to J.P. Morgan Chase, you can see here if I go to the landing page for this company, we have a historical look at where the stock price has been as well as a forward look of where the stock price is going. Uh, so this is another AI algorithm doing a price prediction. Now, one thing I want to show everyone today is that we can actually come together and start getting groups of tickers together. And so here, here we have XLF, which is the U.S. bank's ETF. And then we have EUFN, the European bank's ETF. And we can take all of the AI predictions about these companies and we can bring them together to form a view of how a whole subsector is expected to perform with our models. And so I got curious looking at our earnings predictions and seeing this real big problem coming for these banks. And I wanted to take a look at all up where our predictions are going. And you can see that in this graph here. I'm going to pull it up and so we can we can zoom in right here. Blue line is our predictions for the market all up. If you want to look at where we're predicting the market is going, we see some real furthered bearish signals coming over the next one to three weeks. Uh, and after that, some leveling off. But then our U.S. banks and European banks look at this huge dip that we see coming up here over the next two to three weeks. This combined with our earnings predictions means that banks could have another quick drop coming up over the near term. Uh, and so this is what I want to highlight to everyone today. Banks, where are they going? And what does that mean for the rest of the economy? If this, if they're kicking off the Q2 earnings season report, uh, what does that mean for how the rest of the market's going to perform? Uh, and I'd love to just get Tyler, your perspective on this. What's going on here?
1: So a couple of things, uh, while I'm talking about this, would you, would you share, uh, if it's not already up my spreadsheet, uh, oh, just yeah. so everyone can kind of, kind of see while I'm talking about, you know, uh, so we have some pretty nasty bank uh, earnings forecasts for Thursday and Friday this week. Um, I want to be clear to everyone. Travis used the term with me. These are the worst forecasts I've ever seen. Um, so, you know, I, this isn't just, you know, oh, mildly bearish. Like, this is uniformly nasty. Um, and, you know, there's there's some good reasons, you know, given all the volatility we've seen, the lack of issuance, um, the lack of IPO pipeline. You know, there there are some off the top of my head ways that we can get you know closer to our EPS, um, which is which is in column G versus versus the market, which is in column D. Um, so you know, I don't think that these are you know great short opportunities here in in the whole. For example, you know JPM, even though we have a, a pretty horrific. Um, earnings forecast has repriced pretty significantly, um, you know, 170 down to 113. Um, you would almost have to be shooting for like the COVID lows of of 2020 um, if you if you want to you know be short banks here. And our our uh, our forecasts say that you can be for the next four weeks. And let me show you. You know, we'll start to look at some of this Folico data.
0: So in the whole, I just want to trace back what, what you said there just for a second. I'm myself. I'm not, I'm not career trading and anything like that. I'm I'm a numbers person. Uh, if I understand you, Tyler, when we were talking about earlier, you mentioned in the whole, meaning we've got to have a narrative that shows that a bank like JP Morgan, you know, here we are in 2020. It was trading in the nineties. We did had a really nice recovery going up to the end of 21. And now we're at a level. That's almost, you know, we're, we're really starting to knock on that door of it being what a three year low territory, right? So what is the narrative that takes us from one? I mean, it was a clear narrative to go from 171 to 112. What is it that actually means or shows that we have more air to let out there? Is that right?
1: Yeah. And, and to that point, I mean, we do think it, it's, it trades lower after earnings to be very clear, you know, on, on, uh, on Thursday, we think, you know, the reaction will be negative. After that, I'll, I'll show you some, some folio data and, and we'll kind of, you know, discuss the future path. But, you know, we think that actually this is kind of, these are the kind of earnings that are so nasty. Like this is the last, the last leg potentially of, of a sell-off in a, in an asset or in a sector rather. Um, you know, if, if these earnings, uh, that we have forecasted come anywhere near fruition. I mean, we'll, we'll see some, some, what I think could be ultimately like a cathartic puke lower in, in banks, you know, just the final, the final shutter lower, Um especially, you know, on, on JP specifically, you know, we're almost back to those 2020 loads. So, um, you know, you'd have to convince me in order to enter a short expression there that, you know, I guess we are going to have a, drawn-out recession, or, you know, there there would be something that would catalyze a move back through those lows, especially since, if I go over here. So when I talk about, you know, looking at, at earnings power versus price, and I like to see places where um, basically price has not sniffed out earnings power yet, but in the case of JP Morgan, you know, Earning powers or earnings power is completely on its butt, but so is the stock price. So to me, this, this says that like, you know, this isn't anything, you know, novel or new to the market. We're acutely aware that there's a chance that, you know, the fed's going to hike us into oblivion. Um, you know, curve inverted, not great. Um, dropping, dropping mortgage applications, dropping, you know, pi- so there's, you know, there's a whole negative, um, negative story here, but a lot of those are, are, are known knowns. You know, those are, those are things, you know, I'm not the first person to, to ask these questions, you know, three days before earnings, right? Like this is what people have been thinking about this the whole quarter when they've been building their models and also been, been, you know, selling the stock with, with some pretty decent gusto. Um, so, you know, that's, we are kind of looking at this more of a, let's see if we can get one final puke lower and we can buy this on a discount because if I could bring your attention over here. We have the storm, you know, largely running out of rain after four weeks. You know, these are some pretty nice upside targets. Uh, you know, twenty six percent in CS. That would probably mean to me that the ECB has, um, in that scenario, they've they've fixed things. The euro is probably trading a little better. Um, but I mean, those are those are calls, and those are that's some pretty decent upside. And you know, especially in the case of of, of again, and when I looked at at Credit Suisse. I think it's, you know, basically it's an all-time low. So, yes, all-time low can get all-time lower. But, you know, from a risk-reward standpoint, what could catalyze a move 50% lower versus 50% higher and which one would be easier to have given, you know, the prevailing move has already been down. So, you know, we think that for those who are inclined to trade the specific earnings event – itself just you know that release we do think that there is a short opportunity here um our best idea would probably be JP Morgan because we think it's the biggest miss but aside from that we're more focusing on this as the you know the the bottoming on bad news event that that we might see um, and then we could see, you know, potentially some stability in these banks and, and you know, hopefully by mid next month, we're able to come back in front of you and talk about, you know, which, which ones we want to be long. Do we want to buy, you know, U.S. centric? Do we want to buy, you know, do we want to buy the basket of just the global banking sector? I doubt that would be the case, but, you know, maybe. Um, but, you know, we see this as the final uh, piece of the puzzle before turning constructive, we think
0: which is I'm excited for. I'm excited to start talking about like stocks that we want to buy instead of shorting, selling, get rid of runaway panic. Uh and and you know, hopefully with that bringing with it a lot more liquidity too. I, I all of this would be fantastic. But so Tyler, um, I want to bring people along with us just a little bit. Do you mind zooming in your screen? Um, we'll we'll see how that goes, but this is a view that we actually haven't shown people on Folico Live before. So
1: this is
0: something pretty cool that that Folico can do for you right away. We have the ability to come in and take a look at sectors. And within each of these sectors, our AI models are evaluating all those companies, and we have discreetly pointed out what is a buy, what is just a watch or hold, or what is a sell. And so you can come in and click on one of these sectors and get an immediate view for how that sector is performing. So here we have financial services. Uh, You can see on the right a lot of the news happening in those financial services. You can see how this sector, compared to the rest of the market, is projected to perform over the following uh, one day to 12 weeks. But not only that, you can come out and in this bottom left-hand corner, which has, in the past few weeks, become one of my favorite, actually, corners of the whole thing, is I can come in and really start forming a view of what's happening in this sector. Look at this. Four weeks. There's that puke Tyler's talking about. Like, my goodness. Um, you'd, you'd be hard-pressed to think of a worse time than that, Right. Uh, but then you can come in, extend it out to 12 weeks and really shape what this narrative actually is over the 12 week span. And remember, this isn't this isn't a 12 week span from that four weeks. This is a 12 week span from now, which means that we've got a puke and a, and a sharp recovery pointed right after that. Right. So I, I think that what we're talking about here is some signals. I really hesitate before saying this because we do a reeval every every couple of weeks, but some signals that we might be looking at a bottom over the next few months, right?
1: And yeah, I'm- I mean, specifically the next one month. I mean, you know, to kind of put some nuance into our calls, we don't see tech and growth bottoming until, you know, September, October context. Um, we think biotech has potentially bottomed already. And, you know, banks actually perversely may be about to join. Um, it'll be interesting because in a month I'd like to reevaluate this data because, you know, the... My human non-quantitative risk-taking brain says, you know, sell banks if there's a recession, right? So that would be fantastic if we have a non-consensus contrarian call on long banks. But, you know, before we, before we get excited and start buying, we're gonna wait through this one month period where we do think that, you know, uh, this could get a bit uglier, um, and in some cases significantly u- uglier before it gets better. But we actually do see the light at the end of the tunnel here, which I think is is somewhat unique to some of the other things that we've been seeing. Where like, you know, some of this stuff is is you know sell it as far
0: as the eye can see. So there is a bit of a nuance here. So Tyler, by proxy, and I, lo- I love picking up proxy effects and trends that we don't model, but the models themselves just pick up that trend happening. So by proxy, are we picking up a follicle call that we're probably headed for an actual technical recession? I mean, that's, that
1: just seems to be overwhelmingly, you know, outside of our bank data, which is gross, right? I mean, we have a mess. We have, we have the under on literally everyone, right? Like, you know, That's just always been, you know, bad news from when I was, you know, in first grade and I'd come up with all the answers being false until, you know, I'm a grown up now, right? Like that just, it just feels wrong, right? To bet the under to to answer false, you know, all this stuff on, on every one of them. But yeah, I mean, this is not, you know, this is not what a healthy economy would look like. You know, banks would be, you know, the earnings would be a bit more robust. There would be, you know, lending activity would be high. Uh, you know, there would be people. Bringing their companies to market because there's high demand for that. Like, and that's just not what this is saying. And that agrees with, you know, our cell fang, our cell semis call. Um, you know, and, and like we were talking about before, we'll see what kind of guidance we get, you know, from these banks. It'll be very interesting to see, you know, how they feel about, you know, the, the pipeline of, of all sorts of, you know, fi- financial services activity, you know, for the back half of the year, I think you know, while it's not everything, you know, it's certainly, I, you know, something worth you know, paying attention to and it will matter.
0: So I'm, I'm excited for these earnings releases, not because I think we've got like a slam dunk on these calls. The, the Yeah, that's going to be awesome, but I'm excited. I mean, this is going to be a steak dinner of information to figure out like what's going on in the economy, right? Like we, we probably ought to do like a, a serious segment just dividing out, like, what did they say? What does this mean? And why? And a reassessment of, this market and, and what we see coming forward because we did some great Fang analysis. That's, that's been following the exact trajectory that we were calling out there. Right. Yes. Uh, and and with, with that, like when are we going to start seeing a recovery and where that's what I'm excited to start calling. Right. But I do want to point something out real quick. Um, for everyone that has been tuning in or for those that haven't been tuning in, I want to point something out that, We've seen this downside happening over and over and over again on this graph. What we haven't been seeing is the leveling off. And so I, I want to make sure and, and make sure that point is clear. The leveling off at this point in centerized data is unique, unique to this point in time, which is why we're, again, I, I'm stressing this out on this episode. This potential bottom coming up, I'm excited for it, and, and we're going to really hone in on this over the coming months. I think it's yes. going to be a Felico earnings season for, for the whole Q2 earnings report season though, Tyler. I really do. I mean, you know, we seem to think so. If I can give a,
1: a teaser to next week, you know, I already see a couple, you know, we haven't run the earnings models yet, but just based off Felico, uh, you know, those, the, you know, factors, um, not so good there either, you know, next week, you know, once we start to get to the, you know, the Twitters, the J and J's, um, so, yeah, this is this this will be really a proving ground for all of these companies because, you know,
0: there are scenarios in which some of these, you know, can go so much lower. So, Tyler, follow follow the progression out a little bit here. Um, Let's say banks take the dive over the next two to three weeks that we are seeing here. Where does that affect like that gravity from the banks falling? What other sectors are going to be affected by that? How does that start spreading out or evening out in other other parts of the spectrum? I mean, it'll it'll weigh on indices.
1: You know, um, of course, it'll weigh on just general earnings expectations. I think. I think. Um, you know, people just look at at the banks as the leadoff hitters. You know, they they really just kind of gauge. You know, how is this going to go based on. The banks, and, and there's a lot of, you know, inputs from the real economy into bank earnings. So it's it's the quickest, you know, now cast of earnings for the whole sector. Um, so I, I think, you know, it'll just kind of be more of a uh, macro sentiment and industry sentiment as we go into earnings, as opposed to, you know,
0: maybe a sympathy trade in other sectors, if that makes sense. Okay. All right. Interest. All right. So that about brings us to the end of today's episode, a quick deep dive on banking. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking uh, some great, interesting things about the auto industry. So can electric vehicles pull the auto industry out of its current slump? Uh, we've got some really interesting analysis on Tesla coming up, the F-150 Lightning. We we did some analysis on Ford a couple months back, if you were with us back then. Uh, and could the F-150 save Ford? Well, things have been a rocky release of of that vehicle lineup. So this is going to be a great episode. Friday, join us 8.30 a.m.